King of Kings. Woo! Fantasy football, dynasty football, customized content coming your way. It's the Bourbon Dude, Dynasty Dorks, and the Maddie Daddy. If you like what you see today, DMs are open 24-7. We're bringing league podcast format to your league. We're breaking down your drafts, doing your recaps, anything and everything, because nobody does it better. Today, I am joined by Sips and Tips, a.k.a. Bradley the Bourbon Dude. What's up, stud? Living the dream like always, man. Sipping on a little bit of new riff, looking at this draft and actually thinking, you know what? Maybe I made a maybe I made a mistake somewhere, but uh, I, you know I'll I'll see if you guys pick up on that instead of me. I don't want I don't want to show my dirty laundry. That's why you got to have your mind on your money and your money on your mind. And that's Dynasty Dorks Day twenty four seven from the combine to your front seat. What's up, my man? Hey, man! It's been a fun weekend. Got to go enjoy the combine and got to watch a lot of the combine on here. So. Um, it, it's a Sunday without football, so nothing better than hanging out with you boys talking some football. Absolutely. So what we're bringing to you today on the Dynasty Circuit, the Kings of Dynasty, one of the most recent startups, startup about six, seven days ago, we did a 12-team Superflex PPR Titan Premium, all the bells and the whistles, kickers replaced rookie first-round picks, second-round picks, third-round picks, for 2022 you get your taxi spots this and that points galore brad dave you ready to get started on this let's go always let's break it down brad you're the first one on the bucket list so let's preview your team obviously this is the draft board we're going straight to the bourbon dude because he had the 101 but wait a minute brad what's going on here there's no first round picks break it down I didn't want nothing to do with that 101. I actually didn't want anything to do with the first round. So my my entire intent there, I actually moved from the 101, I think, down to the 110 um, and added a pick and then moved from the 110 and ultimately ended up with two seconds uh, and two thirds, which put me in a pretty good spot. I was pretty happy with where I was. It put me on opposite ends of the board, which is nice when you're picking at the turn, being able to have that draft partner kind of at the other end is really helpful. And you'll see most of my trades, you know, it, it, it put me on the opposite end of the board to keep those runs from really killing me. When you went crazy losing that first, but look, you double whammy second and third round. You got Dobbins, Stafford, Metcalf, Lamb. What do you see in the upside of these guys, Dave, from where he got them? Yeah, no, um, you know, when someone trades out of the 101, the, the question is going to be, are they looking to trade back and are they going to do the productive struggle route or are they still going to look to compete? He's still looking to com compete, but you look at these picks right here. He didn't draft a single player except for Tannehill above 30 years old. And most of these guys are 26 and under. You got four young running backs, uh, four guys in most people's top 24, which is pretty impressive after trading back. Um, he's got CeeDee Lamb and Metcalf. Um, Mike Williams is a good value pick. And then Brandon Cooks is a, he's one of, he's someone I was targeting. I was, I was definitely not happy with that, that Cooks pick. I had Michael Florio on the show and I got Cooks, I think at the exact same spot. So I knew he was going to go around here. Um, so I was upset when I missed out on him. Um, Stafford, uh, I, so you, did, you get the older quarterbacks, younger everything else. 
Um, but Stafford, if you play your your dynasty leagues in two or three year windows, you're going to be fine because your running backs, you got two or three years all your running backs. Your quarterbacks, you got two or three years all your quarterbacks. I was just on a show a second ago. Mayfield, don't love him, but as a third quarterback, he's perfectly fine. Last year he had uh, he had the torn labrum. I think really threw him off. You can spot start him. You're hoping to never start Mayfield, but he's a spot start. He's better than no third quarterback. Yeah, that's my that's my dog pound shirt coming to life there, right? When I'm like, oh, you know what? I need that third quarterback. Who am I going to go? Do I want Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan? Nah, I'm going to go with Baker because he's there. So a little bit of a homer pick. So yeah, and I think we can see the uh, the mistake um, with Cole Komet being your starting tight end. Um, that's, that's going to hurt you. I think that's a, it's a glaring weakness. I like everything else. Yep. I can dig it. I love the, uh, the start of the draft and then he took some gambles, maybe a little late, but when you have such a stack starting lineup, you see Kenny Galladay here, Samuel, two guys, as me and Brad talked, who could really bounce back next year. Um, and then you see Gronkowski, another guy, if he plays next year, he's almost locked for tight end one production. So definitely like what uh, Brad did here. I think trading the first was a genius move. Let's move on to Mr. Rebuild all the time, 24-7. Bad Andy, good pizza. Here we are, guys. Looks like uh, nobody wanted to trade with Bad Andy. Thoughts on this start, guys? What do you think, Brad? Uh, yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it, right? So he's got, you know, he, he's he got a love for Justin Fields. I know that. Um and DJ Moore, right? Any fantasy team that Andrew Jakes has DJ Moore dynasty, it's going to have DJ Moore on it, period. He will overpay for him every single time. Um, I actually, I think the strong, the strength of his team is definitely probably his wide receivers. Here's my concern. This cat did not take a running back until the 15th round. Jesus. Now, <laughs> He does have a couple firsts, right? 106 so and 108. Yeah, you're really hoping that, you know, is Isaiah Spiller going to be there at 106? Uh, you know, who is he looking at in those ranges? Uh, if I know Andy and I do, he's not going to draft with those picks. Most likely he's going to use them as trade bait as we get closer to the draft because draft picks just increase in value the closer and closer and closer you get to draft time. So likely he won't have those and he'll get his running backs via that way. So if he can manage to turn those into something, I think he's got a team that, that could be pretty, pretty solid this season. But if he can't, he's going to be hurting for the long run. Yeah, he's he's definitely going to the uh, grocery store hungry if he goes to the draft. <laughs> look with just those picks because everyone's going to want to trade ahead of him, knowing that he needs running backs in a bad way, and it's also going to be a situation where someone could try to drive up the trade. Um, if he says, "Hey, I'll give you 106 for Travis Etienne," they're going to say, "I want more," because um, they know he's desperate for a running back. It's just an interesting build for him because I've seen Andy the way he plays, and he always seems to be playing a couple years out. So seeing Waddle here, Waddle could be a wide receiver one again. I just don't see it in that Tua offense that they're going to go a little bit less pass heavy. Uh, Diggs, interesting. I think it's great value going into almost the fifth round. DJ Moore is another guy. Like At what point are we going to look at him as a wide receiver two, not a wide receiver one? 
So just an interesting draft concept. I love the quarterbacks, though. I was really high on fields before the season, so maybe he can recapture that preseason magic, that thunder from down under. But, uh, yeah, DJ Moore Truther is just that. Andy, I'm sure you'll have plenty of trades up your sleeve. But let's keep it going, man. DJ's delayed sauce. Delayed sauce. He's got the uh, Andy Sandberg picture here. And hell of a start here. Made a trade with me and some others. Let's talk these first couple picks, guys. Brad, Herbert, your boy, Harris, and Javante. Thoughts on these guys? Yeah, he, he's got two of my boys, right? Justin Herbert and Javante Williams. Those are two of my favorite players uh, right now. My biggest concern is he gave up that third and fourth round value. So he paid up quite a bit, uh, but I, I like it. I don't hate it. I'm not a big Najee Harris fan, depending on how that quarterback situation rolls out. He was, he was, he had volume, but he was not really that efficient. So the one Oh nine is it. I, that's a tough spot for me with Najee Harris right now. Uh, but if he can figure out, I think he needs to figure out his wide receiver position. If he can figure that out, He's got a team that can really be another contending type team with Justin Herbert at the helm. TJ Hawkinson is his tight end. Javante Williams, Aaron Jones, Najee Harris is his running backs. But then he's looking at guys, his wide receiver one's Amon Ra St. Brown. Uh, now you're pairing Amon Ra and TJ Hawkinson plus a wide receiver that they've just got to add through the draft or free agency. I just don't know if that build is going to work out in his favor. I can dig it. We had Hawkinson, St. Brown, Danny Dimes. These are, you know, three or four guys that could be hit or miss. But where he's getting Marquise Hollywood Brown, Aaron Jones, A-Rob right here. These guys could all, you know, return value pretty quick. Dave, thoughts on, you know, once you get past those big names, the Amon mm -hmm. Ross, St. Brown, Hawk off of a down year, Everybody's kind of overlooking Hollywood, Aaron Jones, A-Rob. Thoughts on this kind of middle of the draft? Yeah, this is just this is really fun to see the different strategies on how everyone did it. You know, DJ, he didn't, you know, do a lot of trades. Um, you saw your bourbon guy trade back, and now you have delayed sauce trade up. And so he went, we have three guys in the first 13 picks and studs. I mean, Justin Herbert. I was pissed when Justin Herbert went off the board. And then Najee Harris went off the board. I'm sure a lot of people were pissed. I'm with you on that, Bourbon, just so you know. As far as the uh, you know Najee Harris getting 95 targets, it's not going to happen again. He no. was super inefficient. Do I think Najee Harris is going to be bad? No. Right. Um, he's my number yeah. three dynasty running back, and Javante Williams is my number two. Um, so he has Herbert, Harris, and Williams. I love it. And and he could, you know, he could piece those guys off for a ton if he wanted to trade them. He got massive assets um and then aaron jones was a solid you know solid rb2 with the price that he got him at um but talking about his draft he's got pick 112 pick 201 pick 205 pick 206 pick 209 he could be very busy on draft day you could see him package up and maybe try to take one of those first from dj um he said andy bad good yep. good andy bad pizza maybe it's a good <laughs> trade partner love it just a very interesting team with Najee, he had all those rushes, all those catches, but the yards per carry was bad, and Pittsburgh's line was bad. Under four yards per carry, so just intriguing moving forward. Is Najee a lot for an RB1 production? Probably, but it, are you going to get a top three running back? Could be different. Let's go to the dorks. Who's this dynasty dorks guy? Double Ds, huh? Double Ds? Uh, Dave. 
Diamond Dave. Here we are, live in living color. Jamar Chase hype has begun. The 104. Dave, take the floor. Yeah, so um, I shocked the room by taking Jamar Chase. Um, it's super flex. I get it. Um, and I just was like, you know what? I don't have enough Jamar Chase in my dynasty portfolios, and I have an opportunity to get him. So I'm going to I'm gonna take him. If Herbert was there, I would have taken Herbert. If Mahomes or Allen were there, I would have took, took those guys. But there's, there's just a gap for me, and this is where I saw the opportunity to take Chase. He's super young, um, which is interesting because the rest of my draft is a little bit older. I think that's where I'm not, not a fan of what, what I end up doing with the age, but I just want to take best player available whenever I could. I didn't do a lot of trades early on. I just went best player available strategy, took Jamar Chase, took Russell Wilson, took Austin Eckler and Kirk Cousins. Um, I recently did a dynasty startup mock draft, and I realized that you really can't get a lot of quarterbacks after the fourth round. Um, so that's why I took Cousins, even though I really you know, had some other guys in mind. Um, Alvin Kamara, Dallas Goddard. Um, I think Goddard, he's there's a tear break, um, but there definitely was a lot of people waiting on tight ends, and I didn't expect that. So I went a little bit early on Goddard. Um, Michael Thomas and Darnell Mooney. I got Mike Evans. Um, really tried to shore up that, uh, you know, that wide receiver room. Um, but I had to trade up for Evans. And so that cost me a little bit. So then I had to go down and get um, Fournette. But I didn't pick for two whole rounds after that um, After that Mooney pick. D Dave, you got any draft capital while we're talking about it? Look at Fournette down here. Garoppolo. Hell of values. Yeah, I, I went I went a little uh, crazy on the third rounders, so I didn't get a lot of draft picks and you know get a lot of kickers because you can tell I was you know getting Fournette and Jimmy Garoppolo and but I did get some some draft picks and I have 301, 302, 304, 308, 309, 312, 401, 404. So I'll be you know taking some shots on some sleepers, looking to package some players and some picks to move up in the draft if someone I like, but. I just I felt pretty good about where I was at, and I could take all these picks and maybe trade back in the next year. Because I, right, I, I, I got another second rounder next year, and I also Ooh. got driving forces first. I oh, traded Danny, my that, traded that my first. I got Brad, good cop, bad cop. You pick. Take a look at this team. Tell me what we got. Uh, so real quick beforehand. Good thing you took Goddard when you did because he was he would have been 701. If he made it at the turn, he would have been one of those two picks. He was that guy that I had marked penciled in on that turn. He was he was absolutely going to be one of them regardless. So that really kind of bumped me down a little bit in that tight end. So you were right to kind of reach a little bit ahead of him because he wouldn't have been there. Um, I think if things go the right way, this could be a top two team in the league. Um if you, if Kamara kind of avoids suspension, if Michael Thomas returns to form, if Russell Wilson and that debacle in Seattle works out, Jamar Chase still stays in form, Mike Evans in the quarterback situation in Tampa Bay, there's a lot of question marks. But if those question marks get wiped away, I think this team is a team that can could be a legitimate contender. Because think about it, Kirk Cousins is the most disrespected QB1 in all of fantasy football. Dude's a consistent QB1 producer, and he's your QB2. 
right? Now, Russell Wilson, we've seen be able to put up huge numbers. Darnell Mooney, if he can do what we think he can do with Allen Robinson and his next year with Justin Fields, I, I think this could be a, a very challenging team, uh, you know, a very challenging team to face come playoff time. I don't like not having a ninth, a 10th, a 12th, a 13th or 14th. That's a lot of value in the wide receiver position there that was kind of passed up. And there's a lot of question marks for you at the wide receiver position right now uh, between Michael Thomas and Mike Evans. But I think overall it's, you know, I think it's going to be, because I've got my feelings around Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, and I think it's going to be a better team than we're giving it credit for right now. Is it me or is Mike Evans the most disrespected dynasty receiver in the NFL? You're getting him at in almost history. the ninth round, and he's literally – it's like him and Brandon Cooks. They're just – it doesn't yeah. matter who they play with. They win you games, win you weeks in fantasy. And here we go again. Dave's going to have a fucking – Wide receiver one, just fall to him at the 805. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it, Dave. Uh, I definitely, I love Eckler. I love Cousins. I love Garoppolo. You saw what Garoppolo did in San Fran. Imagine he gets those pass attempts in Pittsburgh, anywhere else. To me, the sky is the limit for this team because you do have, literally, you could have three pretty much wide receiver ones if the targets are there in Thomas, Mooney, and Evans. So to me, I don't think you took too much risk. And where you got Kamara right there, that's just crazy. That just shows you how at a point, when is the time to buy a running back that's aging? Because if you're just saying every running back that turns 25 or 26 is a sell, you're almost taking yourself out of contention. Yeah, basically the only time that you get a running back is when you draft them. After that, every running back is – it's like driving a car off the lot. Right. Very good analogy there. Let's go to Mr. Danny, a.k.a. Driving Force, a.k.a. Hot Pockets. The 105. If you're getting Chase at 104, Burrow's got to go 105. And A.J. Brown not losing too much hype. Chubb, Akers, Waller, Ridley and Judy, Edwards Hilaire, Fryermuth. I mean, let's talk this team. Let's go with you first, Brad. Looking at these first couple picks, what do you think? Just looking at the jumbled mess that is the first to the ninth round, it, without names, I would look at this draft and be like, this dude is going to be one of the top teams in the league. He's got two fifths. He's got two sevenths. He's got three ninths. That's where a ton of that value is, right? That the wide receiver value, the tight end value. At like again, without names, one of the top teams. With names, I'm questioning it a little bit, right? I like Jer Joe Burrow at 105. I love AJ Brown at 208. I love Nick Chubb at, at what is that 408. Um, now I start to get into the question mark, right? Now you go Calvin Ridley. Question mark. Jerry Judy, question mark. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, question mark. Miles Sanders, question. Carson Wentz might not even be a Colt, which is crazy to me because I took him in another startup about three weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, and I'm sweating bullets right now. Um, so I, it's not as strong as I would have hoped it would have been with yeah, that, all of the picks that he's got kind of bunched in there. That ninth round looks really gross. What about you, Dave? Yeah. Looking at this team, did, does he have any draft capital? 
on the squad, well, or is this kind of lone wolf? So um, he has the one eleven. Looks like he has the one eleven and three hundred five and four hundred five. Um, so he traded his second round pick and he traded his first round pick because the one eleven is somebody else's. Um, and I have his first round pick next year. So if he he doesn't do well, he's going to have two seconds and a, two seconds, a third and a fourth in two thousand twenty three. Um, for me, I, I, I think, you know, with the, you know, with Joe Burrow, he's going to be fine for a long time. AJ Brown, Calvin Ridley and Judy, similar to my squad, high upside guys with, with some, you know, with some question marks. Um, Nick Chubb's obviously a stud and he went and locked one of those top tight ends. I think it was a good value for getting Waller, but it does look like it cost him because he had to trade up. Okay. Okay. And then Clyde, I love this pick here. I wanted him earlier. Ridley, I love where he's fallen. I also like to buy guys at a, at a floor, something I think they can bounce back from. I really hate this ninth round value. I don't like it at all. I don't like the fact you got to wait for Robinson. Rojo's a question mark. I just don't think he played as safe as he could have. And he could have gotten, in my opinion, some more valuable talent especially when your only quarterback is Burrow, in my opinion. All right, let's keep it going. Rumpy, bum, Rumpelstiltskin, a.k.a. the man, oh, myth, man. the legend. Woo, this, this guy, guy moved everywhere. around. He moved around a lot. He's a very <laughs> active trader. I love it. Absolutely. And at first glance, it looked like he was kind of rebuilding here, and he kind of went all over the map. So, Dave, I'll let you kind of lead with this one because this one kind of screams rebuild, but then you see Zeke, Connor down here. So, thoughts yeah. on the squad? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll just I'll start off with the draft capital because you guys can see the board. Um, so, he has the 104, which is my pick. Um, so, the 104 this year. Then he doesn't have another pick until the fourth round. So, he's the 104 and 406. But next year, he has three first-round picks. He has Ooh. my pick, his pick, and Hitman's pick. Then he has Bourbon Dude's second. He has a, his own third and fourth. So he is a player that you could see looking towards the 2023 draft and not as much focused on this year. So whenever we you know, evaluate this team, it's something to keep in mind. Yeah, All right, I, it makes sense, right? You look at his first four picks, none of them are too – more than two years experience right then his fifth pick is the 104 then he goes to a chris godwin again a guy that's 25 coming off an acl you think most likely probably the first six games of the season he's a little sluggish before he returns to form so he's he's basically kind of out of contention you can you can basically say right off the bat uh but then like matt you said you got zeke and James Conner and Rashad Penny. So again, some of those question marks where Zeke was top 10 again, right? Could, could he do the same thing? Absolutely, right? James Conner, touchdown machine in Arizona. Is he going to have a big market or is he coming back to Arizona on a one-year deal again? Rashad Penny blew up the last four or five games of the season. Is he going to get a deal or is Seattle going to bring him back? So there are some question marks there that could put him in a six, seven, eight range, right? If you really want to get crazy with it. But 
Um, I love, like you guys said, I love the moving around. He was extremely active the first few days that we were doing this. Just, I mean, moving, moving assets. Uh, but you can definitely tell with all the 23, that's he wants to compete in like that 2024 time frame, right? He's going to take those 23 draft picks. Everybody says that class is supposed to be the next coming of God, right? So he's he's looking to take those picks into 2024 and really start to compete then. Yeah, th this is your productive struggle roster. Absolutely. Yep. And when I got to know Rumpy a little bit, I was kind of surprised by these moves. But then again, he does live with his mom. So it's one of those things you look at a situation and you're like, okay, productive struggle or you rebuild and he's a rebuild, but he's, a, he's not as young as you would think with this roster. He's 38 lives in his mom's basement, makes meatloaf every Friday night, Tuesday nights or monopoly nights. And mom lets him win. Sometimes he's so a mall cop. Rumpy, he's also a mall cop. He, he does it all, but it's great to see Rumpy in this league. Like I said, I'm glad he reached out to us. And wanted to be part of the team. So big shout out to Rumpy. If you guys want more bios like that of yourself, make sure you give them to me. And also customize fantasy football content. That's what we're here for. League podcast, doing trades, grade the trade, dynasty recaps, you name it. We're doing it. Diamond, Dallas, Dave, the bourbon dude, Brad, and the Maddie Daddy here. Let's keep it going because we always got to let the good times roll. Air Raiders, the Raiders. Lamar Jackson at the 107 Cup, no matter what, is a second rounder, it looks like, in Dynasty. And Mac Jones, Kittle, Kelsey, Titans, Bohemoth, some uh, lottery tickets at the end with Lockett, Singletary, maybe Edmonds, Pollard, we'll see. Let's go to you first, Brad. What do you think of his draft here? Uh, it throws me for a loop. I don't hate it, but it really throws me for a loop because you've got Cup, Kittle, Kelsey, but then you don't take any running backs. And you've got the, what is that, one, two, three, four, what is that, the 105 maybe? He's got the 105, the 109, the 110, and 212. So maybe he really likes uh, uh, a Kyron Williams or he really likes a Isaiah Spiller and, and he's counting on those guys to get a good landing spot. Or maybe he's taking that that uh, Andy approach and, and planning on moving those for a running back. It's it's a mixture of things here because he's he's old with Kelsey, he's older with Kittle, he's older with Cup, you know. And then you look at some of the youth that he's got: Rashad Bateman, draft picks, and then he goes back to age, and he's got Chris Carson, who I actually think is a huge value in the 14th round. This guy's still under contract with Seattle. It, they're only going to save like two million dollars to cut him, so it doesn't really make sense from them financially to do that. So I think that's a, a great pick in the 14th round. It surprised me that he lasted that long. Um, but I don't think this is a competing roster necessarily this year unless he really makes some magic with those draft picks. It's definitely interesting. Dave, what is your thoughts on this? He, he double-dipped at the tight end position with Kittle, with Kelsey, and you have Cup here. So you have some really good point players in PPR tight end premium, and then the scrambling quarterback running back with Lamar Jackson. Thoughts on this team? Yeah, I I, I think that Jackson and, and Mac Jones is a, is a very interesting combination because you got the the upside play and the floor play. Um, Cooper Cup in the second round is is really nice. I thought that was a good pick. Um, then it looks like he you know traded back. Um, I believe he traded back um to get to Kittle. 
Um, and then he doubled up because he saw Kelsey was still there. Um, you know, good value. Um, the running backs were definitely nervous. He went more of a, just a shotgun approach and picked up a bunch of PPR and backup running backs. Um, and his number number one receiver's cup, his number two receiver would be Bateman or Lockett. So I'm not really a big fan of that. He's going to have to hit on these, these rookie picks, 105, 109, 110. Could be three really nice players, but you don't really get, you know, Jalen Waddle and Jamar Chase kind of production year one right away all the time. Um, so this could be a team that just, you know, slowly grows a little bit. Um, and the running backs, we'll see. I mean, Tony Pollard, it's going to be a lot of question marks with him. Singletary, what does the offense look like without Dable? Um, and does, does he do what he did at the end of the year or at the beginning of the year next year? Yep. At, at face value, just look at the trade that he basically made. He moved Mark Andrews for Kittle in the 109. I'm sorry, the 109 or 110? The 110. That That's a smash in my opinion. Right. If I saw that in an existing dynasty league and I was the Andrews owner, I most likely like I don't know that I could hit except fast enough to do that type of trade. Um, I mean, there's only a couple years difference between Andrews and Kittle and you're adding that that late first on top of it. I think that's a pretty solid move. Now, I know in the draft you don't know that. uh, But looking at what players were taken, I think if you look at you're like, hey, that's actually a pretty solid deal uh, for both sides, I think. I can definitely dig it. I think that was a trade done with Hitman, if I'm correct. So it's oh, nice shit. to see uh, Air, Air, Air Raiders win one. Uh, definitely, I'm intrigued by the team. I think it just really depends on if any of those running backs break out, if Lockett regresses, if Bateman improves. We got a lot of intrigue with this team. Shout out to the Air Raiders. Tight ends matter. Tom and Sam, twin dudes with attitudes. They host super-duper flex, bros. Get your flex on. Let's keep the good times going, as always. Dave, you got a joke for us? No jokes. No jokes. Let's laugh about Hitman's team. Not really. Oh, man, it's so bad. Good transition, right? All right. Man, did he just steal the draft here in the first couple rounds? You look at this, no second rounders. But Jonathan Taylor, Jefferson, Hurts, Watson, and Andrews. Holy guacamole. Dave, fill me in on the Hitman's style because we don't see a lot of picks throughout well, they, the first three rounds. They Good. say when you go to the store to get snacks, it should look like a bunch of nine-year-olds got, you know, got their mom's credit card and just went nuts at the store unsupervised. And that's what Hitman did. Um, but I, I do love the core of his team. I, I love Jonathan Taylor. I love Justin Jefferson and Mark Andrews. Um, when I was talking about his team, I think there was a, there might have been some. Uh, Maddie was trying to poke the bear and create a rivalry. I actually do like the team. I like the Deshaun Watson pick. Um, I think that you know there's there's a lot of upside there. Um, but if Deshaun Watson, let's say he were to go to Philly, that might screw this roster up. Um, but I, I definitely think this is a top heavy roster, and that's the biggest concern. He we went really really hard with Jonathan Taylor. And, and you know Jefferson and Andrews, they're just lacking the depth, and we'll we'll see what happens if you know if injuries and, and bye weeks and things happen. When you look at that, I mean you're you're banking on Mills, Winston, say Watson is out for the year or half the year. Trubisky, Mills, Winston puts you in a tricky situation. 
as your number two quarterback. Claypool, Odell, Jacoby Myers, Hardman, all these very questionable players. Um, and like you said, depth is king sometimes. We saw how many injuries happened this year. Brad, thoughts on the Hitman? I'm always going to talk shit to Hitman. No matter how good his team is, I'm always going to tell him he's terrible. Um, now, I won't disagree with what Dave said around the first five picks. I would have done it a little differently. I would not have gone with Hertz and Watson there. Uh, I think you, at the time you had the question mark around Jalen Hurts. Now, since then, they've come out and said, look, he is the guy. I don't care what everybody else is saying. It doesn't matter what noise is happening. So maybe he he knew that. He read some stuff or whatever. Uh, the question mark of Deshaun Watson being there as well. So I, I don't know that I would have taken two question marks in those back-to-back -back picks there. I probably would have looked to add, um, you know, an Antonio Gibson or a, a Jalen Waddle, Debo Samuel, you know, another position player there um, instead of those two quarterbacks because not having picks in the third, fourth, seventh, uh, I'm yeah, I'm sorry, fourth, fifth, seventh, and ninth rounds really hurts really really hurts especially when all of the firsts are gone by the time you get back around in the 10th round um so it, that that hurts uh, you know and you take davis mills over the 110 111 112 that's just fucking nonsense and <laughs> like what is wrong with you would you really not trade davis mills for the 110 111 or the 112 straight up like that come on man like, you're better than that. We know that. But it's Tim. He finds a way to screw himself. That's right, Hitman. In the words of Dusty Rose, <laughs> the American dream can become your worst nightmare. Um, draft capital, no first and second in 2023. So he's really a Deshaun Watson suspension or a Jonathan Taylor injury away from being in a lot of trouble. What are your thoughts here, Dave, on draft capital? Um, is this a team that he might have to trade a big piece well, so they we, start folding? We know exactly what's going to happen. Uh, Hitman's going to be throwing 2024 first up for on the trade block, trying to move up in the first round of this draft. He's going to want to move all those seconds in, the, in this year's class. He's got 202, 204, 211. He's going to be looking to move up in this draft class, and he's going to be looking to move future picks. He has the 202, 204, 211, 408 this year. Next year, he's got the 2023 third. He's got two of those and a fourth. So he gave up his first and second in 2023 to go up and get those studs, um, you know, Andrews, Watts, you know, Watson and, and Hertz. Yeah, just a solid top-heavy roster. And then very questionable if things don't work out and start going his way. Um, real quick, let me see one other thing, and then we'll keep it going, guys. Everybody having a good time tonight. I like this. I think he got a steal at Michael Carter in the sixth. I think people are lower on him than they should be. Um, there's there's upside with some of his later picks too, right? If you look at Chase Claypool, I think there's upside there. Michael Gallup, all the noise around Amari Cooper being gone now. Michael Gallup, they're in contract extension talks there. So that could be an uptick in volume. Odell Beckham and what we saw him do with the LA Rams in the back half of the season. Now I know he tore his ACL, but you hope he kind of comes back from that. Like he's got some other pieces that can really kind of come to and kind of help fill the roster out, but not having first this year with that top heavy, not having first next year, that that's going to be a rough go for a couple years, I think for him. 
All right, let's see. Make sure everything's still going good here. All right, same old song and dance, a.k.a. Aerosmith, Toys in the Attic album. Anyways, um, Middle MR, Matt, a Denver Broncos fan. Let's see if we find any Broncos love as we settle down this roster. Swift, Hill, Rodgers. I was just playing Madden earlier yesterday, I believe, and all I had to do is that play-action rollout with Mahomes. And Tyreek Hill just burns everybody on the defense. It's like a cheat code. And at that moment, I was like, man, I need more Tyree Kill in my life. Because he is a cheat code in fantasy. Because when he gets hot, he's too hot to handle, too cold to hold, baby. So let's go with Dave first. Swift here. Hill, Rogers. Thoughts on this squad? Yeah, so he he traded back, and uh, he still was able to get Swift and Hill. I thought those were really good picks in the second round. Aaron Rodgers, it's a risky pick just because you don't know. Even if Rodgers plays this year, you just don't know how long he's going to play. Um, he just keeps you know playing around with it. So you're going to have to live in on a prayer, I think you said earlier. Um, no, that's Bon Jovi, not Aerosmith. Um, so, but he's, you know, he's got that and he's got Tua and like Tua is a, a quarterback that Mike McDaniel said is, is his job to get the most out of Tua, but Tua is also one more bad year away from not being a starting quarterback. I mean, it, it, it could be, it could happen. Um, so Tua has got a lot to prove this year. Um, we'll see if he can do it. He's had, he had some up and downs, um, and he's on his fourth offensive coordinator. So. Um, his draft capital, he's got the 102, the 107, 203, 210, 311, and 409. And he also has two firsts in 2023. So he's got a lot of draft capital in case any of those things don't pan out. Um, I like the McLaurin pick. I thought that was a, a really good value. Um, Tony, I think Tony's a good value there. And Cooper could be interesting. If Cooper moves and he's the one somewhere and gets a lot of volume, it's it's interesting, and Irv Smith's definitely a breakout candidate, but I don't know what he's going to do at tight end. Yeah, I talked to uh, Matt earlier this week. We were talking teams. He uh, a little inside scoop. He said he thinks he's kind of more of a next year team. So I thought that was, you know, but this is like the all upside team. I feel like this is one of those McLaurin, Cooper, Tony. Sutton, I'm not necessarily saying they're going to be wide receiver ones, but they might, they have that capability in the right situation. So it's definitely interesting. I've always loved Irv Smith. I love him forever. Tua, same kind of thing. I think they're really going to load up the Dolphins with weapons this year. And like you said, it's make or break time for Tua. And as you said, and I said, maybe you didn't say, but maybe I did. Maybe not li living on a prayer, but he is living on the edge. Um, Dave, fill me in because you you're you're all about the gossip and the gaga. Yeah, so so um, I'm doing the dynasty outhouse challenge, and so basically, you if you're in a league with me, you can throw a trade into the inbox. I'm gonna put it on Twitter, and if the poll is is in my favor, I will accept it. So I, I sent a tweet out today, and immediately Matt sends me a, a trade, and my response was, are you trying to rob me? Are you trying to steal Austin Eckler? And uh, so I put, put it on Twitter, and, and he immediately was like, hey, man, you don't have to put that on Twitter. Uh, I know it's a bad <laughs> offer. So uh, he was 
super nice guy. And, you know, so definitely was just feeling it out. And uh, what was it? It was the 107 and a 2023 second for Austin Eckler. And uh, the trade polls were expected to be 100% Eckler to zero, but it was 80% to 20. So I kept Eckler, did not get robbed today. It's a good day. Plus, Maddie, this is what happened. This is how good my karma is today. I walked out of Walmart. There's a Girl Scout with Thin Mint cookies. She says, hey, the person ahead of you bought this for you. Living it. Nice. Pay it forward, baby. Pay it forward. Brad, what's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? Oh, fucking tagalongs. Easy. Easy. Tag-along. It's not even a question. What about yours, Dave? Thin Mints. Thin Mints are the one. 101. Then tagalongs. I can dig it. Quick question. Austin Eckler or that draft pick in an extra first next year? If it was a 2023 first plus uh, the 10, it was 107. Yep. It, it really depends on where the roster is going. Cause if I do that move, that completely changes everything I'm doing. Um, so I think it's definitely fair value and I would, you would probably, I'd probably take it, but if you're rebuilding, you 100% take it smash, except if you're trying to compete, you don't trade Austin Eckler for the 107 and a 2023 first. See, I think this team's more of a compete now with Hill, with Rodgers, with Swift, who I think I was wrong about him last year, but Terry just needs a quarterback. Cooper's going to get his wide receiver two value. I I think this is a team that can compete. Um, Matt, we love you, brother. Keep sending those shitty trade offers. Just kidding. That was actually decent. All right, T. King, T. Sizzle, All Everything Entertainment. One of my favorite uh, podcasters in the wrestling business. Let's talk T. King here, baby. Double dipping at the quarterback position and running back, Brad. Allen Murray, Mixon Cook. Then look at that seventh round value with Allen and Hopkins. Tell me, baby, what's up with this team, Brad? Uh, I think this is, in my opinion... Barring any injury, knock on wood, because I don't wish that on anybody's fantasy team. This is the winning team next year. Um, Dalton Schultz is the biggest value, in my opinion, at the 9-10. There's a lot of talk around him getting franchise tag because Dallas is talking about cutting Demarcus Lawrence and cutting Amari Cooper, which is going to give them the room they need for that. But look, like you said, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, that's, that's two top five quarterbacks. Mixon and Cook, two top 10 quarterbacks, Hopkins and Keenan Allen with Gabe Davis and Robert Woods. Like you've got some decent depth there. You got Kareem Hunt as a third running back. You got Dalton Schultz. The starting lineup for this team is a monstrosity. Now, when you get after that, outside of Adam Thielen, I worry a little bit about his bench, right? Because now you're looking at Alexander Madison, which covers him with Dalvin Cook, which is nice. Uh, he's got Darrell Henderson and Kenny Gainwell. So he's got some guys that maybe have a little bit of pass catching upside for you, you know, give you five, six, seven points a game, maybe if that, but, um, uh, unless he's got some draft picks, which I think Dave might be the guy to talk to that about. Uh, I think this team this year, it, this is a win now roster win right now. And if he can't you know, replace Adam Thielen, DeAndre Hopkins and Keenan Allen, somehow he's going to be hurt. Yeah, just a real, real weird mix-up because that starting lineup's so stout. 
And then the bench just looks kind of weird when you're looking at this team. Dave, what are your thoughts about Tim King's team here? Yeah, he's been hanging out with Hitman. Um, he's he's definitely going uh, going all in this year. Um, Hitman and Hitman didn't go all in. He just sucked all together. Uh, Hit, Hitman and T, <laughs> Hitman is he definitely has the the he's definitely given off the vibe of the guy that goes crazy during your draft and then quits quits the league after the second year. So uh, Hitman, you better still still be there. Um, when these guys go all in like this. So he doesn't. He has a 306, 310, 402, 410 this year. Next year, he doesn't have a first or a second. Ooh. So these guys went all in. So the question I'll have for everyone listening is: Should you make people pay their dues from 2000? You know, from the year if they're going to trade picks from that year? Because both these guys already did that. They haven't dipped in 2024. I uh, haven't gone into the retirement funds yet, but they uh, they definitely have no first and no second round pick. And with that depth. It's going to be hard if he gets an injury or something like that. He's not going to have anything to trade to go and replace that. So he's definitely a, a very strong team. But if you get an injury, you can say, oh, I'll give you my pick next year and I'll try to replace that guy and, and fill it in. He doesn't have the picks to replace it. And so that's where I'm concerned with with this team. Who's this? Uh, who, who are the running backs? Again? Maybe it's two good running backs. Mixon and Cook. Cook. Then After Henderson, that, Gainwell, Sony. Gainwell and Sony. Yes. Yeah. So and Cook is known to miss a couple games every year. You know, and he's got Madison Madison to cover that. If he's got Madison, then he's in good shape. Yeah, definitely interesting. This one, I I like his bench a little bit more because I'm holding out faith for Gainwell. Uh, Thielen and Fuller, where you're taking them, if they can just stay on the field, they're people you can put in the lineups, no problem. Same with Woods. But you get to the end of the bench, and you know you, there's just not much there. But that's the point of this interesting squad. T King, let's keep it going. This guy, I don't think, made one trade the whole draft, which was very intriguing. From I think he's the only one who did this. So we got to the hizzy, as he knows himself on Twitter. Great podcaster as well. Covers all sorts of sports content. Justin, big fan of his work. Let's break down his team. Brad, I'll let you start first. McCaffrey at the 111 with a double dip of Prescott and some more. I've said double dip more than I've probably ever said in my life. And Devontae Adams here. Walk us through this draft. Yeah, I think he's got a pretty strong roster for being as close to the turn as he is with no trade partners on the other side, right? If you look at his quarterbacks, you got Dak Prescott, QB1. You got Derek Carr, who's typically in that 12 to 15 range. So I'll take that as a, as a second super flex starter. His running backs are money right now. Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry, David Montgomery, Damian Harris, a little bit of a question mark, a little bit of an age issue there, right? With uh, Derek Henry and CMC starting to get up there. He's not in that, like that downturn that you want to move him necessarily yet. But um, I think, if Dawson Knox continues to be the red zone or touchdown monster that he turned into this year, that could be a huge plus for him. So I think this is a competing roster. I really do. I, I actually kind of like this roster to be quite honest with you. Um, he's got CMC covered with Chuba Hubbard in the back end, which is a, a huge plus. Um, and he's got some guys that have some upside, right? So Van Jefferson and the unknown of 
what the Rams look like with Odell Beckham being a free agent, Robert Woods tearing his ACL and coming. So does Van get that wide receiver two opportunity now for, for half a season or something? Um, and Hunter Renfro, I, I feel like was a little bit of a reach at 802 with some of the other wide receivers that were on the board, right? I'd rather have Devonta Smith over him. Um, I'd rather have Mike Evans over him, Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, Brandon Ayuk, like these guys that can be alpha receivers. I want over uh, uh, Hunter Renfro. That's just that's just me. Uh, but you can't deny the production that he's had this over the last uh, the last season. Corvette, Corvette, Dave. Yeah, so um, I think he could peel off one of these running backs and buy himself a receiver if he wanted to. Um, Hunter Renfro is interesting. I, I, I'm a fan, but if you look at there's a very positive correlation between Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. When one's on the field, it's you know it's it's that guy. When they're both in the field, it, they kind of eat into each other, um, and, and it's it's hit or miss. Um, but you know, when I looked at this, you know, if you told me Derrick Henry, David Montgomery, and Damian Harris were his running backs, I would have said it's a pretty good squad. Didn't like PR, but it's a pretty good squad. Then I'm oh, he's got Christian McCaffrey as well. So his running backs are absolutely stacked. Um, he's got Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams. I feel like this is one of the better rosters. Him, Hitman, and T. King, I think, are three of my favorite rosters. Um, I will say that the receivers are my biggest question mark. Tight end is a bit of a question with Knox. I mean, you want to see him do it again, um, but Knox I'm okay with. and he's. But I, I'm worried about the receivers because um, he's got Juju, Jacoby Myers, Julio, Van Joseph, and he has uh, no first or second round pick this year. His picks are 303 and 411. Um, so he's not really going to pick up a receiver in the draft. So we'll see what he does there. Um, but I still think it's a pretty solid roster. Yeah, I'm really intrigued by this. This might be my favorite team just looking, but I'm also an RB guy. But I love this squad. And if Renfro can just kind of recapture that magic, just be a wide receiver too to me. I think this, you know, him and Knox, like if they can just put magic in a bottle another couple years, good Lord, good googly moogly, that thing is juicy. Um, this guy, the go behind for a little bump and grind, the big bad booty daddy. Um, yeah, hindsight 2020, I would have traded that first. I would have not got Lance there, and I would have stacked second, third, fourth. But you kind of can't do that afterwards. You know, I'm not Miss Cleo. But, yeah, I like my team here. I'm going to let you guys break it down, Brad. I, I should be paying for this, but go ahead. <laughs> so I think there were two egregious reaches in the draft in the first round. The first – and. Both of them are on this call right now. The 104 <laughs> with Jamar Chase and the 112 with Trey Lance. I am in the minority, I think, in both of those, though, to be honest with you. I've seen I saw Trey Lance go the 110 or the 111 in another startup that I did this season. So maybe that's just the going price for a guy who started a game and a half and didn't really look that good other than his legs. Um, so that I think is a little bit of a reach, but I get it because you're on the turn. You gotta take your guy. So but from a grand scheme of things, even without the two early draft picks that you have, I like this squad, right? I, I think you've got a squad that could potentially be pretty, pretty challenging when you've got Debo and Deontay Johnson as your starting two receivers. And then you back that up with Elijah Moore and Devonta Smith and Josh Palmer, who I really like. Then you've got Saquon Barkley. 
Josh Jacobs is just so underrated. It just, and I, he's not flash. He's like Najee Harris to me, right? He's super inefficient, but he just does it every year, regardless, because he gets that volume. And you've seen the uptick in receptions from him as well from year to year to year. He's actually seen more and more over the fir- his first three seasons in the league. So I think you couple those things with those two early firsts. I think you could really have a serious roster next year. I think next year is the year that really is is the Matty Daddy season. Yeah, the the Trey, Trey Lance is definitely going to be the one that makes or breaks this roster. If if Trey Lance pans out and is as good as people think he is, or at least close to it, this can be a really good team. If Trey Lance falls on his face and is not good, then it's just that's going to be you know that's going to be an issue. Um, having the one hundred one, having the one hundred three this year, it gives gives you a lot of options. So if you did, let's say you did say, you know what, I do want to wait till next year you could trade back trade back to you know one get 106 and 108 from that one guy or get 107 plus a first next year and you can still get decent players or you just go get two running backs or your two two of your top three players and roll on um i know that i was eyeing up trey lance i probably would have took him Second or third round, I probably would have took him in the second round, but most likely the third round. I just, like I said, I did a super flex mock and I wanted to get him in the fourth and I couldn't. So I knew if I wanted to get him, I was going to have to pay at least top three, but I was not going to take Trey Lance at the four spot. I was going to wait and Maddie Daddy took him. Yeah, I think my biggest thing, other than the Trey Lance, which granted is to me, I should have waited. Hindsight 2020. But as far as my draft approach was to go players, not necessarily I had to have, but everybody else would want, like the Elijah Moore, the Stevenson, the Devontae Smith, kind of these guys, or the draft capital. Players that I knew that maybe other people value more than me. Like, I like Elijah Moore, but I'm not calling him the second coming of Christ just yet. But I know some people are. So closer to camp time, he probably won't be on my team. So I did a lot of drafting, at least in the middle rounds. Obviously, Debo, Deontay were value. And then a lot of the others were just tradable assets. But, guys, we did it 12 teams under an hour. Broke down our startup draft, guys. Brad, what do we have to look forward to next episode? Well, I'm, I'm kind of hoping there's a trade that goes down post-draft because I think that'd be really nice to kind of talk down. I'm really hoping it involves Hitman uh and dj Moore dynasty like that's what i want to see i want to see something between andy and tim but i'll tell you what that shit is never gonna fucking happen in a million (laughs) years because they are so polar opposite and they both just want to destroy each other in trades it's just not gonna happen uh dave what's the other piece we're looking for yeah um we're definitely we're gonna try to grade the trade we're definitely gonna do power rankings we talked about our favorites we need to to rank them and get the consensus of who's who's going to be the the top dog, who's going to go into the season as the number one seed or the number one favorite. And uh, I'll give you a trade um, since uh, air, you know, since Air Raiders or has so many tight ends, you don't have one. Well, you've Gronk, but you guys, you know, I mean, swipe right. It's a match. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I've been I've been canvassing a little bit. I have. I've been canvassing a little bit. So we'll see what happens. I might get lucky. 
Absolutely. And guys, if you are looking for league podcast, you're just looking for some help with fantasy football. That's what we're here for, baby. We love this stuff. We put in the time, put in the work. It's our passion. If you want a league podcast, you want us to grade the trades, all this information is going to be online soon for you to access. DMs are open at Maddie Daddy FF, at FF Bourbon Dude, at Dynasty Dorks. And not only that, but make sure you check out these guys' content, Bourbon Sips and Fantasy Tips, Dynasty Dorks, Fantasy Football, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace, you name it. These guys are doing it. Dave, Brad, get us out of here. Hey, at FF Bourbon Dude on Twitter. Uh, like Maddie said, I'm sipping on a little new riff. Cheers, Dave. What's your what's your socials? Hey, just follow me on Dynasty Dorks. Uh, give me uh, give me a follow on TikTok, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. Eight six seven five three zero oh, nine. Behold the king, the king of kings.